0: hello and welcome to in the kitchen with mary mack today we're talking smoking i've been wanting to do this for a really long time but i felt like i needed to get a lot more smoking under my belt and i can honestly say after eating two smoked chicken drumsticks today and three yesterday that I do now have enough smoking under my belt. Does this qualify you as a chain smoker? (laughs) It could be if I get to doing it every day. (laughs) So today, today's episode, smoking Part 1, we're going to talk about smoking chicken. Smoking is getting really popular. There's a lot of different ways you can smoke meats. You can use a grill. A lot of people use grills to smoke meats. We actually have a master-built smoker electric version. We have a dear family member who has a master-built smoker in the propane version. Um, We have smoked chicken on a Weber and also one of those very inexpensive bulbous charcoal grills. Before in the past, we've done a few different things. But we've been lately. We've been smoking a lot because we have this beautiful Masterbuilt electric smoker. Which, if Masterbuilt wants to sponsor the Mary Mack Bakehouse podcast in the Kitchen with Mary Mack, we'd love to have you. So we got the smoker, and we've been smoking a lot of stuff. Smoking, I really, uh, I enjoy it. I'll tell you why. Uh, we have an electric smoker. It's very convenient. My husband can actually, while I'm at work, put something on, get it in the smoker and smoke it, and it'll be ready for dinner when I get home, which is very convenient. Um, when you smoke meat, it it cooks it slowly. It's like roasting in the oven. It cooks it slowly, but you're on a rack, so the fat drips off. Uh, you, you You don't have a fatty piece of meat. It's very moist and tender, usually unless you mess up something, you know. But you can smoke a lot of different things, and we'll get into that as we go through all the various episodes of smoking. Uh, We've tried quite a lot of things over time, and I just wanted to make sure that I've done it enough times that I have, first of all, a good recipe for you, and secondly, a good technique for you. So chicken, we've done a lot with chicken. We've done a lot of different things, And what we've come down to is a very good brine recipe, very good technique, and best cuts to use. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So the first thing we wanted to talk about is the the type of smoker you use. Whatever you choose to use, electric is very convenient. If you're looking to buy a smoker, an electric smoker is very convenient because you can preset options on it for how long you want it to be on. You can preset your temperature. Ours has a temperature probe that's attached right to the thermometer on the smoker that you can put into the meat, and then it'll go off when the meat reaches the temperature that you preset it to, that sort of thing. So that's all really convenient. The other thing that uh, my husband really likes about it is he can walk away from it because it's electric and it's not going to overdo something. You know, you don't have to check it all the time. The propane smoker is nice. Uh, It's faster. It provides a different sort of heat. I would say, it, I know it sounds ridiculous to say it, but a hotter heat, it's not true. but Things you know. tend to like have a crisper look, like slightly crispier in the propane one. Yeah, it must evaporate more moisture out of the smoker while you're in the process because the electric smoker, um, there's a water pan that you add water to to keep humidity up in the smoker, and the propane smoker, you always have to refill. The electric smoker, you actually have to empty it because the fat will drip into it and fill it up so yeah the fat and juices so you know there's a little bit difference there Um, we've used the propane one a couple times and had very good results but we really prefer the electric we like the electric i have smoked on the charcoal grill too and basically what you do there if you if you have a charcoal grill and you want to try and smoke something before you really get out and invest in an actual smoker it's basically indirect heat So you put, uh, we prefer lump charcoal, which is real wood charcoal, not the preformed briquettes. And you you basically do kind of the same thing you do when you're just cooking on a charcoal grill. You get your charcoal going. Um, When you put it into your grill, you put it all around the outside of the charcoal tray or the outside of the bottom of the grill, if that's how your grill is. You leave an area in the middle and that's where your meat's going to go because you want the indirect heat, you want the heat to come up around it, not to be right under it cooking. And then you can take your wood chips and soak them in water and just drop them right on your charcoal to get that smoke going. If you choose to do that, or just use your charcoal smoke and smoke your meat on the grill like that, just using indirect heat. You have to do the same sorts of things you do with a smoker, check your temperature to make sure your meat is up to temperature before you take it off and eat it. But it, it, it works it works okay and if you want to try that i enjoyed doing that but if you're smoking on a charcoal grill you really have to watch it you have to add additional charcoal around the edges to keep it going so you don't run out of charcoal and and things like that you really got to keep an eye on it but it's also fun, and the finished product is really good. And we had done, um, and I'll probably get into that more once I get into some of the other meats we've smoked, but we have used a charcoal grill. We we got uh, fresh hams one time and seasoned those with a rub and smoked them on the charcoal grill under indirect heat. We've smoked turkeys on the charcoal grill. We've smoked various beef and pork ribs and things like that. So um, we used it a lot for that sort of thing. But I have to say the electric smoker is the king. Our smoker, we got it on sale around a holiday. I don't remember what holiday was. It might have been like Father's Day or Memorial Day or something. And it was around $190. It's about the size of a college dorm size refrigerator, maybe three feet tall. 18 inches wide or so and you can fit it holds four racks inside it so you can put four racks of smaller things like chicken wings or chicken drumsticks or whatever or you can put one large thing in there like a turkey so that's enough on smokers but that's what we have that's what we use we're going to talk today about smoking chicken chicken's probably one of the easiest things to start with it's pretty basic first of all you want to smoke drumsticks thighs or a whole chicken chicken breasts are okay but they tend to be really dry at finished even if you brine them so what we had done with chicken breasts we brined those and I cut them into strips about maybe like a two inch wide strip and then wrapped them with bacon and then smoked them and they were very good the bacon gave them a lot of flavor, and it retained a lot of moisture in them, of course, and it was really good like that. So that would be my biggest tip is I would stay away from smoking chicken breasts. but if you want to do it, if you, if you prefer to smoke a breast, try wrapping them with bacon. That's very good. We really like doing the uh, chicken legs slash drumsticks because they're very inexpensive. Thighs are so expensive right now. I don't. I'm not exactly, I don't know, I don't understand why, but thighs are very popular, Very expensive. Drumsticks. Don't even think about wings unless you have a bottomless budget. Yeah. Wings are a fortune. So we have crossed wings off of our list. Even though we have smoked them and they're delicious, they're just so expensive. But you can use the same recipe and follow the same techniques as we do here for chicken wings. It's just they're so expensive. So... If you're having a family event or you're having a big picnic or something, what we've been doing lately is doing drumsticks. Drumsticks tend to be, right now, $0.79, $0.89 cents a pound. It's a very good deal. You can get a great big package of them for a few dollars. We have done them for various holidays birthday parties, uh, fundraisers, and that sort of thing. It's a very inexpensive thing. We just did a big fundraiser yesterday, Float for Fox. We smoked 200 drumsticks, and they cost me $71. So that was a lot of food for a very small price that was something good that you could do. So that's what we did. It worked out really well. And basically what you do, if you're going to smoke chicken, you want to plan a couple days ahead. So let's say you're planning on smoking your chicken on a Saturday. So what you need to do Thursday night is make your brine. The brine recipe is fairly simple. You may have to go out and pick up a few things. Most of these things would probably I would consider pantry staples but you might have to go pick up a few things and I'm going to give you my Brian recipe because first of all when you start getting into smoking nobody tells you anything it's like double top secret so they either tell you nothing or what they tell you is so super complicated that you can't even do it so this is a, I'm going to give you my simple technique I had a friend give me some tips on this when I first got started and he gave me a tip. Uh, didn't give me a recipe, but he told me to brine it and told me how to brine it and told me how to smoke it. And, um, so this is basically, this is my brine recipe. You need a gallon of water, three cups of apple cider vinegar, and you want a good quality apple cider vinegar that has good flavor. I would say like Heinz food club makes a very good apple cider vinegar, Bellevue does a good apple cider vinegar, but you want a good quality one, 5% acidity with good, a good smell, good flavor. Two tablespoons of dried rosemary leaves. Five teaspoons of minced garlic, either fresh, which is like five cloves minced up, or what comes in a jar that you just measure five teaspoons out of. And I measure five heavy teaspoons, so you don't have to level it off. Just scoop up five teaspoons. Three-fourths cup of kosher salt. Two cups of brown sugar. You can use light brown sugar or dark brown sugar. Dark would have a more flavorful, like that dark sweet kind of flavor. Light doesn't have that much. So, if you're, you know, you can use whichever one you prefer. Two tablespoons of cracked black pepper or three tablespoons of whole black peppercorns. Five whole bay leaves. And then what you're going to do is put that all into a nice big pot bring it to a boil. Once it starts to boil and it's boiling really good, turn it off, let it cool off a little bit and then put the lid on it. And you want to let it cool completely to room temperature. So it can either sit overnight or you can just let it cool down, you know, until you're ready to use it. So, um, you don't want it to be warm at all because you're putting your chicken in there. So you want it to cool off at least to room temperature. Once it cools down, you can store that in your refrigerator until you're ready to use it. So if you do this a few days ahead of time, you can let it cool off, put it in a container, and put it in your refrigerator until you're ready to brine your chicken. Now, it takes a while to get it to a boil. It takes a while for it to cool down. So I always do this, like if I'm going to do something on Saturday, what I'll do is I'll either do this Thursday night or Friday right after work. I'll, I'll get right to it and get my brine going, and then once it's cooled off, usually like three or four hours later and it's cooled off, I'll put my brine, my meat in it like Friday night, or I'll let it go over Thursday, keep it in the refrigerator, and then brine it Friday when I get home. Okay, so you have your brine done. Now you're ready to start dealing with your chicken. Now, I have done several types of chicken, so I'm going to go over all of those as we do this prepping, Okay. Basically, if you're going to do chicken drumsticks, chicken thighs, or a whole chicken, you're going to take your chicken out of the package, rinse it off, trim off any excess fat or skin, especially if it's a whole chicken. Sometimes there'll be a lot of fat inside it, there'll be a big tail section sticking on it, all that. Trim all that extra stuff off, you don't need that on there. Rinse your chicken well. And I usually put it in a colander. I rinse it off and then I put it in a colander and let it drain some. And then I get ready to put it into the brine. If you can put a big pot, say like you're doing a whole chicken or maybe 25 drumsticks or thighs or whatever, and you can fit a large cooking pot into your refrigerator, that's your best bet. Because that way you know it's going to be at the right temperature. It's going to be held at the right temperature. If you don't have room in your refrigerator, you can brine your chicken in a cooler. You just need to make sure you've got some ice. You can freeze water in containers that'll take a long time to thaw, you know, like old milk jugs or containers like that, or you can just use ice cubes. And this is how what I like to do. I have a real affinity for turkey roasting bags. They're so useful for brining that it's amazing. A lot of people buy these brining bags, but believe me, a turkey roasting bag is as good as a brining bag. They don't tear and they're pretty inexpensive. So you can do one of two things. You can use a big stainless steel pot or a turkey roasting bag. What you want to do is put your chicken into your container okay if you're going to use a bag set your bag inside a big pot so that it doesn't roll over and spill your brine all over the place and then you're going to very carefully put the brine over top of the meat so if you're in a big pot you just put all of your chicken legs or thighs or your whole chicken into the pot pour your brine over that. If the brine doesn't completely cover it, you can add water to that until it's completely covered and then put a lid on it and put it in your refrigerator. If you're going to use a great big turkey roasting bag, same thing, put your chicken into the turkey roasting bag and if you have somebody to help you out this part, that's great. Have them hold on to the bag or else fold it up over the side of a pan and then put your brine over it Make sure your brine covers it. Add a little more water if you need to. Take that turkey roasting bag and twist it shut and try to get as much air out as you can. Don't suck it out with your mouth, though. That's a bad idea. Just kind of squeeze it out. And then put a twist tie on it real tight. Fold the top over again. Put another twist tie on it. And you can take that bag... And this is what I do when I'm doing bigger things, which we'll get to uh, in another podcast when we talk about turkey. Um, I take that bag and I set it in a cooler, and then I just pour ice over the top of it and shut the cooler. And I always put a blanket folded over about four times on top of the cooler so the cold doesn't seep through the top of the lid because the lid is the least insulated place on a cooler. If you're using a cooler, you have to do that. And you want to check... That cooler all the time and make sure you have ice on it. Um, even though it's in your house and it's reasonably cool in your house, you'll need to make sure there's good ice on there. And I have found when I do use a cooler and ice method, if I remember to put an insulating blanket on the lid, usually that ice will stay overnight to the next day till I'm ready to put it into the smoker. I very rarely have to add more ice to it unless it's like particularly warm out. So, That's a good way to do it. You want to have it below 40 degrees, whether it is in your refrigerator or whether it is in your cooler, well below 40 degrees. And you keep that chicken in there for 12 to 24 hours. When you're getting ready to smoke, your chicken has been brining. You're getting ready to smoke. If you're doing legs, thighs, chicken breast, or the whole chicken, what you want to do is get it out of the brine when you're getting ready to put it in the smoker. You'll rinse it off and pat it dry or put it in the colander, like I said, and let it drain off a little bit, then it's ready to go in the smoker. Before you take your chicken out of the brine, though, you want to get your smoker set up and heated up and ready to go. So, follow your manufacturer's instructions, but I'm going to tell you what we do so that you know what to do. Get your smoker set up, turned on, and preheated to 250 degrees. Chicken smokes in about three hours usually. So 250 degrees is a nice temperature. You're making sure you're getting it up to heat quick. You'll get a lot of smoke at that temperature and it will be well cooked. So if you put your, set your smoker on 250 degrees, once it comes up to temperature, it'll beep unless it's a really old smoker. Sorry, it may not do anything, but you should have a thermometer on it. If you don't, check it with a, an oven thermometer and make sure it's at 250. When chicken is done and ready to eat, it should have an internal temperature of 165 to 170 degrees. And you'll need to get a nice meat thermometer to check that which is essential to grilling and smoking. There are a variety of great thermometers out there. Some of them look like a giant fork and they have a little thermometer in the handle. Um, Some of them are just a long probe that goes into the meat and has a digital setting. You can use the old style thermometers that just have uh, a long probe that goes into them and a dial that reads the temperature, whatever you want to use. But these instant read thermometers are fantastic they work so well, you just stick them into the meat, and it gives you the temperature, and that way you know that your meat is safely at temperature. Okay? So you get your smoker, heat it up, ready to go, fill your pan with water. We don't use, a lot of people use, um, like, apple cider and things like that. We just put water in it, and the water in that pan in the bottom of your smoker just provides moisture to the process, keeps your meat moist. The wood chips that we like to use... We use apple chips, mainly because we have a lot of apple trees in our yard and that's readily available. However, what we've discovered is that apple really provides a very good smelling and good tasting smoke and smoke flavor to the meat. We've tried a couple other different kinds of wood and we didn't really like them as well. So we've smoked just about everything that we've smoked. We've used apple. We've had pear before. Um, But I would highly recommend using applewood to smoke over. It's just a very pleasant, it's a pleasant, like a light smoke, but it smells like when you smell it, it smells like what you think barbecue smoke should smell like, I guess would be the best thing to say. So chip your wood up and have your wood ready. You can soak your wood if it's very dry in water for 15 to 20 minutes before you get ready to put it in the smoker. Or you can just, if it's green wood, you don't have to soak it. Um, Soaking it makes it smoke and not burn up. Sometimes we soak it, sometimes we don't soak it, depending upon the mood or the wood. But have your chips ready to go. When you get your chicken ready to put in, your smoker's at temperature, your chicken's ready to put in. We usually try to not overcrowd the racks unless we have like 200 chicken legs that we're smoking, then we overcrowd the racks. But you want the smoke to be able to circulate all through the meat. So probably about 10 chicken legs or chicken thighs on each rack would be plenty If you don't have that much to smoke and you really want to spread them out, you can do that or just use one or two racks. Then you don't have as much cleanup. If you're doing a whole chicken, you're going to just leave one rack in and take your whole chicken that's been rinsed off and put it breast side down on the rack. It does not have to go into a pan if it's whole. Just put it in there breast side down on the rack. The reason we do that is because as the chicken cooks and smokes, the moisture goes right down um, because of gravity. (laughs) It goes down into the breasts and it comes out very, very moist. We also, we're going to have some pictures up and we uh, spatchcocked a chicken. And that was interesting. We, we, I don't recommend uh, using a range chicken to spatchcock, but that's what we did. If you use a regular old store-bought chicken, About an eight pounder, seven or eight pound chicken, it's pretty easy to um, spatchcock it. You basically take your kitchen shears and cut up the backbone of the chicken until it's cut completely through, flip it over and press down on the breastbone and you crack the breastbone, which causes the chicken to lay flat. Okay, And the benefit of spatchcocking a chicken, whether you're roasting it in the oven, roasting it on the stovetop, or smoking it in a smoker, is the chicken is flat, and you can put it into a pan, and as it smokes, it will just sit in its juice, and it comes out. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I highly recommend it. However, we uh, spatchcocked a 10-pound range chicken that had a breastbone that was enormous and... Um, I'm a pretty big person and I put all my weight on it and I had a very hard time breaking that breastbone. It took, it took a lot to break it. It was like I started yelling at the chicken like it had something to do with it. And then I had to you know, really level it and I did it, but that came out fantastic. So whichever way you do your chicken, there you are. If you're going to spatchcock it, um, you'll put it in a quarter sheet pan with a rim the whole way around or any rimmed pan that will fit in your smoker. Quarter sheets are really handy to have though because they will fit right into a smoker. And you can, there's a few other things as we go through this that you can do on on a quarter sheet. But put your spatchcock chicken on a quarter sheet, the other chickens straight onto the rack. You're going to put them in the smoker, shut the door, put your chips in the smoke tray, drop them in, and just watch that delicious smoke start to come out of there. Now, it's very tempting when you're smoking things to continually open the smoker and look at them, but don't do that because you let the smoke out. Once your stuff is in the smoker, it'll take about, uh, I want to say, uh, probably a range of about three hours at 250 degrees. It took about three hours for the chicken to finish. If you're doing this in the wintertime, I can tell you because we've done this in the winter wintertime, um, it takes longer <laughs> if it's cold where you live. It takes a little bit longer because it's cold outside and the smoker has to work harder to get up to heat, but it still works pretty well. Um, And remember, you're going to take your instant read thermometer, you're going to stick it into the thickest part of the meat. So if you're doing a whole chicken, you're going to stick it down. You can either stick it into the breast, um, the thickest part of the breast, or you can stick it in at the drumstick. If you're doing your drumsticks, the fattest part of the drumsticks, the thigh, try to get where you're not right up against the bone and just check that temperature. And like I said, when when it's at 165, that's the recommended temperature for serving chicken. However, if you want to leave it in there longer, more smoke, more heat, whatever, you can get your chicken up to 170, 175, and that's fine. You don't want it to dry out, you know, from leaving it in there too long. But you want it to be nice and tender and smoked well, and it's it's just the beauty of smoking is smelling the smelling the, while it's smoking you can smell the meat cooking, and it's it's just oh it's pure heaven pure heaven. Now to serve this, um, basically drumsticks thighs. If you did the bacon wrap breasts or bacon wrap breast strips, you take those out of the smoker, put them in a pan, and serve them. Or you can take them out of the smoker, put them in a pan, wrap that pan in foil, and set that in a warm oven, like a 170-degree oven, until you're ready to serve. Okay. If you're doing the whole chicken or the spatchcock chicken, I highly recommend taking it out and letting it rest for about 15 minutes so that the meat has time to settle down and you can slice it. It'll slice real nice. And if you serve this with a variety of barbecue sauces, you'll impress everyone. It's So easy to impress people, but you will impress everyone and these are i'm this is a tried and true recipe that we have done many, many times. You don't have to put a rub on this unless you want to you don't have to add extra seasoning unless you want to and I would highly recommend if you're going to try this recipe, do it as do it exactly as I have told it to you first, and then tweak it after, which is generally what I do when I start to tweak stuff, but it's so good the way it is, it doesn't need anything else, you know, but if you say, oh, I like this flavoring or that flavoring, it also accepts that really well. And we have done this many, many, many times. This is our standby, our go-to recipe. Uh, And like I said yesterday, just yesterday, we smoked 200 chicken drumsticks and holy mackerel, that's a lot of chicken drumsticks, let me tell you. And those were big chicken drumsticks. Oh, my sticks. gosh. Some of them were like, I was calling them pterodactyl. They were pterodactyl, like turkey legs. <laughs> pterodactyl legs. They were so huge. One of them was as big as my face. I have a picture to prove it Some, somewhere. Somebody took a picture. But it, that was so, they were so big, and they came out really nice. And the really nice thing about, like, when you smoke, um, and you like I said, you can use the same recipe for chicken wings. But when you smoke it, when you smoke chicken that has skin on it, um, you know, the, the fat, the fat on a chicken lays right under the skin so the skin is always kind of fatty but when you smoke it during its smoking time the fat will melt out of that skin and the skin will be like paper thin and almost crispy almost crispy on those those uh drumsticks it's amazing it just it just the fat melts out of them and the meat is very moist and tender and flavorful it's not greasy you can still peel the skin off of it to eat it if you want to, but the see you know a lot of times when people make chicken and the seasonings are all on the skin, then you take the skin off the chicken has no flavor when you use a brine, the brine actually the the seasoning sinks into the meat and a, you know one of the things about brining any sort of meat but particularly poultry well all poultry, I guess you would say that would include uh, chicken and turkey and uh wild game meats and stuff like that the brine. The brine has salt in it, and the salt will actually suck any blood that's in the meat. It'll suck it out of the meat, so that when you roast it, you don't have that gunk. You know, you get sometimes when you cook chicken and poultry, whatever, there's a lot of gunk that comes out of it, and you don't get that. Number one, but number two, it 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 just infuses the meat with this delicious flavor that you don't lose because you pulled the skin off and all the seasoning was on the skin. So it's it's just a great way to prepare meat and it's delicious and flavorful and reasonably healthy. If you do dr- if you do do the um wings, if you smoke the wings, it's the same procedure. You trim off any extra fat. You trim off the t- if you're doing uh knuckle wings, I would trim that tip bone off. Um And you just brine them the same way. You put them on the rack the same way. They don't take as long because there's less meat on them. However, you want that skin to get real nice and thin and crisp. So you have to check those because they may be done faster. But you can tell by look on those as well as temperature. If you don't like the way the skin looks, you can leave them in longer. Um, some people, when they do the wings like this, they will smoke them, then they'll take them out and dip them into a fryer just to script, just to crisp the skin up. You can do the same thing in the oven. You can take them out of your smoker and spritz them with oil and put them into your oven for, um, at about 400 degrees for maybe 15 or 20 minutes and crisp that skin up the same way. But they're, they're, uh, very good that way. But like I said, geez, they're so expensive. You know, that's a lot of, you can, you can get, Good God, you could probably buy 25 or 30 drumsticks for the price of a dozen chicken wings, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know if it's that way all over the country, but from what I've seen on the East Coast, it seems to be the standard that wings are the most expensive. Wings are the most expensive, followed by thighs, and then a whole chicken, and then the breasts, and then the drumsticks. So, so this is a great technique to learn. Smoking is fun. Smokers make oh, yeah. great gifts. Smoking meat is fun. Yeah, yeah, right. Smoking meat is fun. The children might listen to this. (laughs) Smoking meat is fun. Uh, Meat smokers are great gifts, and there's a lot of stuff that can go with them. So I figured it was a great gift because it mainly benefited me. That's why I liked it. (laughs) So (laughs) I could come home to a nice smoked meat. So this is the first in our, we're going to have several smoking episodes, smoking episodes. So uh, this is our first one. Chicken, and then we'll we'll go on to the other things. We've smoked, uh, we have smoked turkey, hamburgers. Uh, we're gonna do some vegetables. Didn't we smoke pheasant before? We smoked a pheasant. We smoked uh, a lot of pork loins, quite a lot of pork loins in many different configurations. We've smoked a little bit of beef, some beef roasts and things. So uh, we're gonna come back a few times and and um, give you the next lesson in smoking. <laughs> As we intersperse these between all the other episodes, so uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something, and I sure hope you give it a try because I think smoking is fun. Smoking meat is just—it's—it's it's kind of fun. It's like being a mad scientist, you know. You put all the stuff together and smoke it, and you always have a delicious outcome at the end. Make sure to check us out online on MaryMacPodcast dot com, on Twitter at MaryMacPodcast, and mobile Mary Mac. And on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse. Thanks a lot for listening if you did. And if you didn't, too bad for you. Happy smoking.